0: Bloomberg
1: surveillance. Negative interest rates are a real problem. No one really knows how to deal with them. There are things as simple as accounting problems. I mean, the software doesn't allow you to deal with negative interest rates in a lot of places.
2: I think the Fed's actually increased the volatility in the markets as everyone now focuses on the data to try to infer from every indicator whether rate increases are sooner or later and how fast they'll raise rates.
0: There is a weaker ruble, and I think one of the things the Russian government wants to make sure is that the ruble, in fact, doesn't strengthen. The ability of the Russian state to get through the this crisis depends on a weak ruble. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keane. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street, 8 p.m. in Tokyo, where the yen never sleeps. A much stronger yen this morning, another 17-month high, investors concluding from the Fed minutes that the U.S. central bank's on hold. Stocks also mostly lower around the world, even though ECB officials were out in force underlining their readiness to ease further. Right now, the yen going for 108.35, been as low as 108.02. Tokyo did finish up two-tenths, but in Europe, stocks are lower. The FTSE uh, is uh, down along with the DAX, the CAC 40, the stock 600 off a point, three-tenths of 8%. The euro down from yesterday's close, a touch higher than at this time yesterday, though, at uh, right now, 113.75. European bonds, where you really see the reaction to ECB speak. The German two-year note again pierces negative 50 basis points, uh, just above. Uh, or below, depending on how you want to look at it, that level. Here in the U.S., futures pointing to a lower open with S&P futures down 10 points, half a percent, Dow futures of 75, four-tenths. NASDAQ 100 e-minis are down by 20 points, also four-tenths. The dollar index is down from this time yesterday. So it appears markets whipsawed with all the central bank talk. But the yen has been moving For several days now, Tom's been all over this, uh, unaffected, it seems, by any of the news out of the central banks, contrary to what the Bank of Japan presumably had in mind when they adopted negative rates. Jane Foley is Senior Foreign Exchange Strategist at Rabobank in London. Jane, why is the yen so strong and strengthening at a time when people are talking about the Bank of Japan easing further? I mean, there hasn't been a, a flight to safety event this week.
3: Well, right now there does seem to be uh, this feeling in the market that uh, speculators are potentially testing that the Bank of Japan, the Ministry of Finance, resolve. Because, of course, over the last couple of months there's been a lot of talk about whether or not there would be intervention. Now, uh, whilst there have been reports that the uh, officials have been checking prices and whilst there has been some hardline talk from some officials in Japan, well, it does seem that uh, Prime Minister Arby's comments yesterday that uh, banks should uh, avoid arbitrary FX interventions taken as a signal that actually they're not going to intervene at all. And that really did provide a trigger to send dollar-yen lower uh, today. The market doesn't believe they'll intervene. Well, in fact, it could go lower, irrespective of of the easing that the Bank of Japan has been warning of. Well,
0: if the Bank of Japan eases, do we catch a lot of people offside?
3: Well, not necessarily. Again, you know, the, the yen doesn't necessarily move around uh, with Bank of Japan uh, movements. And, and part of this, and it's a little bit like this with Frank in this respect, is is because the, the the yen is a safe haven currency. So, the yen is likely to see most weakness when risk appetite is firm, when people are using the yen as a funding currency to move into to higher risk assets. Now, we saw at the start of the year the yen was very firm because stock markets were selling off, etc. But what was interesting is was when stock market started to recover in around about February and through March, the yen remained relatively firm. It, it broke off its correlation with, with the VIX index. Now, that could be a suggestion that there are still lots of investors out there still worried about global growth, still worried that we could have uh, perhaps disappointing earnings from mm-hmm. the U.S., still worried about these risk factors holding on to, to their yen positions perhaps as a hedge. And that then has fed this whole conversation about whether or not that would trigger intervention. But personally, the intervention from a G7 nation would be very, very difficult, and it would certainly uh, uh, raise some criticism or the risk of criticism from other uh, major yeah. central banks such as the Fed.
1: Uh, Jane Foley with us with Rob Bank. Good morning, everyone. Bloomberg Surveillance. Brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to bench the benchmarks, to consider active management and factor-based strategies. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. Jane Foley, who loses when the yen strengthens?
3: Well, of course, it is really those Japanese exporters, and once and we can see the recovery in most stock markets really since February, middle of February, of course, the Nikkei has been plagued from in the last few weeks really because of, of yen strength. But, you know, we've spoken before about uh, the, the, the broader value of, of the Yen, and of course, the Yen did suffer or did see a huge amount of weakness in, in recent years, and on a relative basis at the Yen, on an effective exchange rate basis, the Yen is still uh, not an overvalued, in fact, it's still undervalued on many measures so those exporters yeah they might be struggling right now uh, but actually the yen is not overall a particularly strong currency
0: well what's uh, before we let you go how low can it go what are the speculative positions telling you at this point
3: well, I think, I think we saw a lot of this yesterday. A lot of people had the thought that 110 would really provide a line in the sand and it could hold it. The fact that it hasn't really opens up the prospect for perhaps further, further losses. Now, um, you know, if we look at the charts, um, it could go a reasonably long way, perhaps down to 105 or so. But again, I think really in order to see that, we'd have to see some really big movements in, in the dollar as well. So um, I'm still sceptical as to whether or not we'd fall that hard. But this break of 110, and it's certainly a big level for lots of people's uh, psychological
1: um, outlook. Jane, thank you so much. Jane Foley with Rabobank uh, this morning. We had a lot of fun this morning with Steve Case of AOL and giving us terrific tech perspective with uh, Mr. Case's new book, The Third Wave. as the author of The Facebook Effect. David Kirkpatrick uh, joins us now. David, we could go for hours with you right now. What is the single most – I'm going to give you an open question. I Uh usually don't do this. What's the single most interesting thing that you're observing in the Kirkpatrick world right now?
4: Well, actually, I talked about it at one of the breaks during TV. I think the Amazon Echo is a really incredibly important new product uh, that's really pointing the direction at how computing is going to head. And – People in the industry are amazingly excited about it. I have been finding it kind of a catalytic device for helping me rethink. Where technology what is the is going. Echo? What is it? Amazon Echo is a new technology product that it's a consumer product that they have. You put it in your living room. It's basically listening all the time, and you just say, Alexa, you know, what's the weather? Alexa, time my tea. Alexa, what's the, you know, get order me a Uber. Or Alexa, play, uh, you know, uh, Merle Haggard on Spotify, uh, and it will do all that stuff and plenty more. But the thing that's amazing about it to me is that it's an ambient intelligence that's just waiting for you to do things, and you talk to it much like you talk to a human human being, and it does things, you know, at the moment, still quite well, primitively, that are not that different from what your wife would say if you asked her a question. No, 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 no. You're, I have one,
0: and you're completely <laughs> wrong. Too. If I say to my wife, Monique, play this, she's <laughs> no, going to say no. But I mean, you but Alexa say, goes ahead and what's does What's the it. weather, though, yeah. it, Well, th- but that's a good point. I use it all the time and come home and I say, Alexa, play The Grateful Dead, or Alexa, play Beethoven right. or something. So don't you like it? I love that but I don't ask it for the weather, I don't ask it for the news, because I'm connected on all these other devices and I know what that stuff is. So I'm wondering... Well, you're a more informed person than most. Yeah, but not from what I read. Everybody's walking around running into people on the street because they're staring at their Facebook screens on their (laughs) phones. That is true. Um, So uh, do we really need it as something that will control our lives, given that there are so many
4: other things? I mean, we're we're not just on many sites. We're on many devices. I'm not saying it will control our lives per se. What I'm saying is that by just sitting there and waiting for you to do something and, and not requiring you to, like, even turn your wrist like you have to do on your Apple Watch or, you know, pick up your iPhone and, and, and tick, pick a button or say something. You just – Do what you normally do as a human being, and you get a response from computing. That is a new phenomenon that I think points at the future of interfaces. And actually, when you really want to get into it, combine that with with augmented reality and where that's going and the kind of future of displays that are going to be overlaid on the natural world that will probably be controlled by voice, and you start to see where everything's going, and that's the kind of thing I'm excited about.
0: It still, Tom, has not learned how to open a beer. Um, you say, Alexa, open a beer, you get nothing. I was but. going to say something prosaic
1: but. like Alexa, who's doing the dishes.
0: As, 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 <laughs> as someone with children, come, you'll like this. You say, Alexa, Look. stop, and it stops. Down <laughs> the do. road. Kids we'll don't have do that. Have automation automation. To do the dishes, Tom. Okay, right.
1: we're going to come back. David Kirkpatrick with us. And uh, I, I do want to focus on Facebook and uh, the challenges of their news feed, much in the news. Well, this live
0: uh, feed thing now, you know, where they, they go um, live on TV. Folks, on Kirkpatrick on at the feed. bottom
1: was screaming, Tom, shut up. And by Facebook, I didn't. And, you know, I guess I it's good to talk to David Kirkpatrick about this thing that's taken over so much of our lives. Alexa, let's do a data check. Uh, we're going to do that right now. Negative eight. Down futures, negative 62. Uh, gloomier earlier. is actually trying to be a bid uh, right now. Out there. Oil churning red and green, 37.73. Brent crude near 40. 39.90 per barrel. Gold up 15,15. $15.1239 uh, the ounce. And the action again in foreign exchange. We had a 114 print earlier in Euro, a more subdued foreign exchange market now than the festivities of 90 minutes ago, but a 108.33 in 1.46 points. That's a huge big figure move on the yen. Stronger yen, 108.33. Uh, uh, now, as well. Uh, and again, the future's negative nine.
0: Now, let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines.
2: Michael? Mike, Tom, thank you very much. The focus of most of the presidential candidates is New York, which has its primary April 19th. Ted Cruz will meet today with former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Last night, Donald Trump spoke to a rally of about 10,000 people on Long Island. For the Democrats, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders traded accusations yesterday about the others' qualifications. President Obama will present his case why the stalled nomination of Judge Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court should go forward. President Obama will speak at the University of Chicago Law School today. An Egyptian described as psychologically unstable will be returned to his home country from Cyprus to face accusations of hijacking an Egypt air flight with a fake suicide belt. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom?
1: And, Michael, thanks so much. Again, negative 9 in the futures. Dow futures, negative 64. Coming up, we will speak with David Kirkpatrick about what's forward for Facebook. So much of us a look back for Facebook. A lot going on there. Michael McKee and Tom Keane. This is Bloomberg Savannahs.
0: Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by SCNB. The bank for business is on the move. Are you looking for the right banking partner? Go to scnb.com to learn more. Now open in Long Island City. Get your business moving with SCNB.
2: Global Business News, 24 hours a day
0: at Bloomberg.com. The Radio Plus Mobile app, And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. Rite Aid reporting fourth quarter profit that beat analyst estimates. Revenue missed. And the burst of bullishness that lifted U.S. stocks yesterday is fading. With U.S. stock index futures signaling equities will fall for a third time in four days. S&P E-Mini Futures down 9 points. Dow E-Mini Futures down 64. And NASDAQ E-Mini Futures down 17.5. DAX in Germany is down about 2 tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury up 7.30 seconds. The yield 1.72 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 2 tenths percent or 8 cents at 37.83 a barrel. COMEX Gold up 1.2 percent or $15.20 to 12.39 an ounce. And the Euro, $1.1393. The Yen, 108.34. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
1: Karen. Uh, thanks so much. David Kirkpatrick with us. On my read this list, the Facebook effect, it's still fresh. It was still an exceptionally pointed book. But what's changed, David Kirkpatrick? I mean, I look at Facebook now. The news feed, they're manipulating me. I hear it all the time from people. What's their strategy Strategy to engage me more on Facebook?
4: Well, certainly the most recent thing we've heard about is their focus on video in the, in the United States and developed world. Um, Their strategy is still very growth-oriented. I mean, one of the biggest things that's changed, you know, my book came out in 2010 when they had 350 million users, and now they have 1.5 billion. Probably in a year they'll have closer to 2 billion, and their goal is everyone. And and that's a very daunting goal, which I think is not going to get there. One of their biggest problems in a way Mm -hmm. is that, they want to basically have everybody on a service that's controlled by a company, and that's a kind of complex social pr- challenge in itself. And I think what we're seeing in terms of the response to them and other American Internet companies in Europe is an early indicator of the big pushback they're going to get as their power just simply grows. I think that's a big, big challenge for them. Well, uh, the curious
0: thing is is what kind of credibility do People, and I guess this is going to be primarily the younger generation, do, do people give to video that's going to come over Facebook? Are they going to look at it the same You know, if you have uh, the, the example they showed was to have Zuckerberg, you know, he's, he's on, on the video channel on Facebook saying, watch this on TV. Um, are people going to do that? Is it going
4: to work? Uh, well, I think people are, young people are getting increasingly used to the idea of video coming at them from their friends and, you know, Snapchat is video mostly, you know, it's, so I don't think that's a problem for these kids. I think that's it's, 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 is it interesting? Is it engaging? Is it diverting? Um, and uh, and and it probably in many of their minds, Tom Keene and you know is just another image like you know their kid brother uh, coming from the other room. And I'm a, I think that's a odd new reality of media that we're in. Um, I don't think that it, their their interest level is diminished because it's on Facebook in any fundamental way.
0: Not, not, not diminished, but I'm just wondering how much credibility it has. Well, I mean, is, is, I don't think you're going to is it going to drive business?
4: I think the question for me is more how much credibility does Tom Keene have as a news you know, deliverer compared to your brother in the other room telling you that, you know, the goldfish is dying. Yeah, but
1: that gets back to the individual product. My question is, I understand the international reach of Facebook and all that full disclosure pokes. We do ads and we build the audience like everybody else right. on Facebook. Does anybody look at the ads? I mean it's a revenue model and I get I get the idea all the marginal money's going to Facebook and Google,
4: but in three years are they all gonna wake up and go, Wait, nobody's looking at the ads. The ads are working. Uh, They're not the typical banners. No, the the reason they're working is because they're on mobile, and they're extremely intrusive, and they're quite minimal. Uh, If they weren't working, you wouldn't see the money, the big sucking sound of of ad money going into Facebook, which continues. And I think it's really effective on video where it is intrusive, but they can really put it in your face, and as long as they don't make it too annoying, you're going to be willing to tolerate it just like you are on YouTube.
1: Do they buy Vivo? Do they, you know, the music like the new MTV I mean, I I can't get a handle on what the strategy is other than more
4: whiz-bangs that make me want to look at Facebook less. That's a legitimate question, I think, um, about what is the strategy. You could argue, you know, look at their obsession with the virtual reality. and Exactly. It's, It's a little bit of a distraction if you really think in the short term. Zuckerberg does not think in the short term and that may be confusing to people like you who really say wait a minute what are they doing right now he's like got a he's like a jack ma kind of you know 100 year masayoshi son thinker and and it sometimes it goes overboard and i i think some of the verbiage about augmented virtual reality that they have is distracting. What's the best practice from Jeff Bezos for Mark
1: Zuckerberg right now? What's Bezos doing at you know, Amazon? Bezos
4: hardly ever talks about what he's actually doing. He Thank you. He just does it. He just does it. Yeah, Thank and you. And he does it extraordinarily effectively. And you know, the press is like blocked out entirely from Amazon. But in Facebook, is something more of a, of a, you know, public company in every respect, not just in the markets, but. You know, because they're constantly under scrutiny, they've gotten used to talking about what they do rather incessantly. And I think sometimes they, they, one good thing is they make a mistake and they pull back from it really fast. They do a lot of stuff. And if it doesn't work, they drop it and they go on. We've uh, seen that fair. from them time yes. and time again. Um, but, but I, I think that, you know, the, the, it's also confusing. I do think that on the issue of privacy, which is increasingly one of their you know, gigantic challenges uh, as they become s- such a dominant force in society, and, and not so much among kids but among older people, that they have all of our information. They don't really tell us how they use it, even though right. they say they don't sell well, it to an advertiser with their name on it. But in Europe right now, it is a big problem. Mike,
1: do, are you using Facebook less all in at the McKee house?
0: I can't use it less. None of us subscribe. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm one of those. You're a real David, my, the fact is uh, I'm yeah.
1: seeing less usage but, of Facebook as they try to manipulate my income. And, and I'm,
0: I'm not, I don't sign up because of what you were just talking about. The, I, I mean, basically, this, is an, this is an opportunity for uh, Zuckerberg and Sandberg to sell me my data to other people. But, I mean, what's interesting is how little...
4: The average person seems to care. They don't care, and I think you're extremely in. So why did Tim Cook minority? worry about it? What? Why did Tim Cook worry so much? Because that, that struck me well, during the whole the point.
0: whole debate. But I mean, if you if if I'm, if, people are, that too. if people are willing to give all their information out. You know.
4: well, well, you know, Facebook just turned on encryption in in WhatsApp, you know, for a billion people to go the same direction Tim Cook is going. You know, at Facebook, they also agree that the government should not have the right to get a peek at okay. everything you do. We're
1: running out of time, David Kirkpatrick. We'll get you back for a full hour it's here, a Pleasure always. Alexa,
0: David Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick, he
1: bought <laughs> Facebook <laughs> oh, this, at the bottom. He right? unfortunately bought Time Warner at the top. It's a Bloomberg surveillance.
0: Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Willoughby's since 1898. New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad Leica and the new Litro camera system. Visit willoughby's.com.